Hello, you're listening to Fish Food, a podcast for entrepreneurs who started working for themselves to build companies that grow into thriving businesses. Here, we provide bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Keila hill Trawick, and whether you're acting as your own accountant or looking for a new one, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the show. You've heard me go on and on about bookkeeping and chart of accounts. And if you haven't checked out the episode specific to that, I would say look at or listen to episode 61 for bookkeeping and episode 71 about your chart of accounts. And I harp on that because that is how accurate financials are prepared. But you might be wondering why. And how do you know that they're right? So today I want to empower you to be able to read your financials in order to see where you are and what strategic decisions you can make for your growth, as well as just general check-ins to ensure that you're maintaining as expected. Now, I will say over and over again that every single decision you make starts with your numbers. You want to raise your prices? Look at your revenue line to see what you're making with your current client roster. Are you ready to hire help? Look at your profit to see how much is available after expenses. Thinking about taking a month sabbatical from work? Check the amount in your operating bank account to see how long you could cover expenses if you weren't bringing in revenue. So safe to say, if there's a decision that you're trying to make, there's a number or set of numbers that tell you which way to turn. So where should you look? Let's start with the financial statements and begin with the balance sheet. On the balance sheet, look at the total amount in your bank accounts. Just start with how much is in there. If you average your expenses each month, how many months do you have saved? Remember, you don't want to count the funds in your tax savings account towards your months of cash on hand because that money already belongs to somebody, namely the IRS in your state. So technically it's there if you had to use it, but you should expect that this is not money that you're going to keep. Next, look at your accounts receivable line. Does it look accurate? Since this is a reflection of outstanding invoices, you want to look at the detail to see how late they are. Do you need to follow up? Are you even sure that clients saw it? Make sure because we have gotten clients over 50K in revenue just by cleaning up accounts receivable and following up on outstanding invoices. $50,000 from clients who either didn't see it or forgot to pay it. Revenue that they had already earned that they ended up getting paid because we went into accounts receivable to really dig in to see what those balances were made up of. So really, it makes you think how much is out there just waiting for you to ask for it. That's the message for a whole nother podcast. But for now, we're going to apply it to accounts receivable. So we've got assets covered in terms of the main things that you're looking at in your balance sheet. So now you want to look at your liabilities. Are the loan balances reflected right when you tie them to your loan statements? How much in debt do you have in total? And is there a plan for payoff or at least for reduction? When you have a clear picture of how much debt is outstanding, it helps when you're deciding whether to take on more debt, when you're looking to increase cash flow, or if you're looking to sell equity or sell the business because they are going to be especially interested in how much you owe. Now we're going to move from the balance sheet to the P&L and let's start with revenue. Now, the most important thing to see in revenue is a breakdown of how you're earning. So if you're a consultant that has a one-on-one, group coaching, speaking engagements, and you sell planners, you want to see a line item for each. 
Then take it a step further by determining the percentage of total income that each line represents. Because this is a really good way for you to see where you're getting the best return on your time. So for example, if one-on-one provides 50% of your revenue but exhausts you because of the number of clients you have to take, it might be a sign to raise your prices. I mean, real talk, it's always going to be a sign that you should raise your prices. But at least this is some data behind it. In the same vein, if speaking engagements are increasing as a percentage of revenue over time, you can decide whether you want to put more effort towards that and stop the revenue line that isn't paying you for real. Now, there's no hard and fast rules. There may be things that don't really make you money, but are passion projects or make you feel really good or help you give back to the community. So it doesn't mean that you should shut them off. But now, at least again, you've got some data to work with. So now you're out of revenue and let's review your expenses. So the first thing that you're going to want to do is gut check. Look at your expenses and say, does this seem right? I have heard and often repeat that feelings aren't facts, but I think it is a good barometer for, wait, I know I didn't spend that much on travel last month. I didn't even go anywhere. So something must be misaligned or miscategorized. I need to go dig into that. And then you want to do the same thing that we recommended for revenue in that you're going to go into your expenses for each line and see the percentage of total expenses that they represent. Now, most of our clients, because you're coaches, consultants, service providers um, that provide professional services, a lot of the expenses are going to be in software and in people, right? I would gather that most small teams um, are spending about 50% or more in people, and then usually maybe another 5 to 15% in software. Depending on your business, you may also have major line items for travel or for office supplies or maybe rent if you have a space, but look at those to see what percentage they make up for your total expenses. Then you want to take the average of those expenses to see if that represents what might start as a monthly budget, right? So if over a year I spend $12,000 in coaching, then on average, I might spend about $1,000 a month in coaching, and that can be a baseline for a budget. The other thing that you want to look at in expenses is Going back to your chart of accounts, does it tell you what you need to see? So if you are looking at, say, team costs, does it tell you a breakdown of contractors versus salaries? Do you need that information? Making sure that those details, that those line items are really giving you the information that you need to make decisions is really important. And starting with your chart of accounts is going to take you really far in trying to figure out what questions you want to ask your financial report. So, you know, how much did I spend in travel? How much did I spend on team? Did the rent go up by a significant percentage this year over last year? Do some comparative analysis between the month before and the year before. How have things changed? And again, did you expect that? Pandemic aside, we've had lots of life changes, right? And so did you expect that the team costs were going to go up because you hired more help? And that's exactly what it did. Did you expect for professional services or marketing costs to go up because that's what you were focused on this year? And it did. So are you able to answer the questions that you were kind of expecting? All right, so now you've looked at all of your financial reports and let's say you're thinking, yeah, I have some work to do because I don't know what any of this means. 
Start with these questions, right? So go through these questions and see, can you answer them on your financials? If you can't, make note of that and make note of what you can do to correct for it. For example, if you look at your accounts receivable and you're like, this is wrong. Like, I know that people owe me way less than this. Go into the accounts receivable detail to really get a sense of what things are outstanding and what things just appear to be outstanding. Do you have invoices in there that look like they're unpaid, but you know they've been paid? That may take some bookkeeping cleanup, but at least you know where to start. The second thing I would say is to make sure that you're running your reports on a consistent basis. You want to be looking at monthly financials every single month. Duh, right? Monthly financials. Um, But that requires that you're consistent in doing your bookkeeping and reviewing to make sure that your things make sense. It is a lot easier to do any cleanup, to make sure that you're able to analyze your reports on a quarterly basis than it is to do it once or twice a year. So consistency is really key to make sure that you have that. And then third, hire help. You may not need all of the bells and whistles, but make sure that you're offboarding the things that make you anxious, the things that don't make you feel confident in doing yourself. There are plenty of services that can support you at your needs. Um, It's why Little Fish has three levels of monthly service and not just one, because we know that businesses need different things at different times. And we want to make sure that we're supporting you wherever you are and able to continue to support you as you grow. So that's the thing, right? You want to look at your financial reports. You want to be able to ask them questions and interpret them. And then you want to do something. The whole point of this review is to one, see where your business stands and two, see what it can do for you as you make different decisions. I've seen a lot of clients and a lot of um, even just like social media follows making pivots in their business about how they show up about how they work, about slowing down and being more intentional. And some of those decisions are based on whether you're able to afford to do so. So when you're asking yourself, can I afford to do that? Start with the numbers, start with your financial statements, read through them, ask the right questions, and then get help. Get somebody to assist you in correcting any mistakes that have been made and really helping you to be proactive going forward. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, I've got good news for you. We're supporting you all over the internet. Check out our Instagram at littlefishaccounting or our website, littlefishaccounting.com for guidance, resources, and ways to work with us. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. See you next time.